folks. Welcome to WSD Podcast. I'm K. Wynn, the man dribbling, the man spinning the ball, is my co-host, my power forward, Big Ben. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about the offseason. No, not J. Cole's new hit album. We're talking about the NBA offseason. Signings, trades, blockbuster trades, mid-level exemption, and much, much more. But we only talk about the West Coast. Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Suns, Kings, Blazers. Put on that Kings hat. Say what up to Luke Walton. We're about to get into it. But before we talk NBA hoops, let's talk about our primary sponsor, 88 Acres. 88 Acres is just good nutrition. A food company that crafts bars and butters with whole seeds and simple ingredients. 88 Acres, just good nutrition. I love the seed bars personally. Some of their best sellers, we've got blueberry lemon. Big Ben, when I was a kid, out of the oven, my mom or friend's mom would bake these lemon bars. They were delicious. So just imagine fresh lemon bars with a little splice of blueberry. That's blueberry lemon. But they also got oatmeal chocolate chip seed bars. It's like eating a cookie, a healthy one. But those are only found online. Or you got to know K-Win or Big Ben to get one of those. But Ben, where can our viewers find and buy and learn more about 88 Acres? Yeah, you can go on 88acres.com and order. Enter the promo code. WST podcast, you will get zero off of your order, but they will thank you for listening to our podcast. You can buy it wherever you're getting your 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 groceries, Kroger stores, Whole Foods, Sprouts. You'll probably find them in the energy bar aisle for these types of bars. They also got salad dressings, which are phenomenal. My personal favorite is banana bread. I, I could eat banana bread for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This bar right here only has 260 calories. Good snack. Keeps me going all day. Hypoallergic. No allergies. Peanut-free. Everything. All that good stuff. Thank you to 88 Acres. Let's get into it, Kaywin. Let's get into it. Last week was the NBA draft. This past Monday at 3 p.m. Western Standard Time or Pacific Standard Time, it was free agency. The madness began. So we're going to talk wait, a little wait, bit. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, before we get into free agency, I know, I know we had a little draft party, but the thing we didn't do was complete the draft. So I want to do a quick roll call right here of all our West Coast players that got drafted, if you do not mind. Go right ahead. Mr. Mobley from the Trojans went to the Cavs. Mr. Suggs, the kiss off the glass, went to the Magic. Zaire Williams. From the Dancing Trees, went to the Pelicans. 24-year-old Chris Duarte, who you wish would have slipped to your Warriors. He had his kid there at the draft. Often, he went to the Pacers. From the Quack Attack, Kispert, Wizards, Rudy Hachimura, Corey Kispert in the backcourt for the Wiz. No more Westbrook, which we'll probably talk about. They're going to open up that offense for the mighty Wiz. Josh Christopher, Sun Devils, forks up. Went to Houston and Kessler Edwards, the Pepperdine Waves, the WCC representing Lorenzo Romar gets another guy to the NBA, headed to Brooklyn. Roughly 12% K win of players drafted were from the West Coast. Not a huge number, but a decent impact. Here's what I say 
Here, here's the other weird thing. None of them are sticking around the West Coast, unfortunately. They're all headed east. No one in the, in the West Coast that we can cover. We wish them well. But crystal ball forecast, Kaywin, if I had to, if I had to put on my wizard hat here, we're going to see a lot more West Coast players next year. You're going to see a lot of Bruins, a Timmy, a handful of other West Coast players like my guy who played at the Jamal Crawford Pro-Am this last weekend and killed it. Freshman at Duke, went to O'Day, Paulo Banchero. He could be the top or maybe top three draft pick next year. So a lot to look forward to in the West Coast. One other name I want to shout out, Jalen Green. Grew up in Fresno, the number two overall pick. Jonathan Kaminga, although he is from Africa, he did play in Walnut Creek for the G League Unite. So we will claim both of those players as the West Coast. Let's go. 12% just went to 18. (laughs) All right, free agency. Let's do it. Free agency. So I'm going to give a little... A little overview on the situation. I'm going to go in through some numbers, then we're going to go by the teams. So the teams with cap space looking to make moves. They're on the other coast. They're flyover states. We don't worry about them. But the Clippers, Lakers, and Warriors, very little cap room, but they all need to make moves, and a lot of them did make moves. The two biggest free agents, they both opted out. DP3, he re-signed with the Suns in Kawhi, which – he still hasn't made a decision yet. And then you've got some up-and-comers like Lonzo Ball from UCLA. Spencer Denwitty from Colorado in Brooklyn went to the Wiz. But before we get into the madness, I want to get you some numbers here. 9-1-43. Nine, 9-1-43. Can, can I guess? Go right ahead. 9 Amount of dollars left for the Lakers to spend in free agency. <laughs> One, number of uh, players under the age of 25 on the Lakers roster. And 43, number of games that Russell Westbrook will lead the team in assists. Wow. Those all could be the correct answer and could fit in. But I've got some other numbers for you. Nine. The number of tweets Woj sent out, NBA Insider, once free agency kicked off at 3 p.m. Pacific to 4 p.m. Pacific, his first tweet was Lonzo Ball sign and trade to Chicago. He's pairing up with Alex Caruso. They were on the Lakers. They made a little run there. One. One billion dollars. One billion dollars. The total value of contracts signed or extended for point guards. We have vets. We have people off the bench. We have up-and-comers. And 43, that is the average annual salary of the highest-paid point guard, which is yours truly, Steph Curry. So Steph signed for 215, Trey Young, 207, CP3, 120, Lowry, 90. They're both at $30 million per year. Spencer Denwoody, 60. Lonzo, 80. TJ McConnell from U of A, 35. Patty Mills from St. Mary's, 12 million. Looks like everyone's making money except WST this summer. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's where you're wrong. I put on my vintage New Jersey Nets Kenyon Martin jersey. 
because, hey, you have the mid-level exemption, you have the low-level exemption, and then you have the Big Ben exemption. I will play for a hundred grand. Put me on the bench, put me on travel, I'll do whatever, I'll pick up Chick-fil-A. WSP, <laughs> put me on the bench, I will absolutely pick up some fouls in garbage time, do whatever you need me to do. But you're right, money was bananas. Absolutely bananas. And if I can come at you with the take right here. Go for it. The Bulls. My new I, I think the Bulls team. are a new team, by the way, but I'm my, watching my new we're, we're covering the Bulls next year. Here's why. <laughs> One, their mascot is named Benny. Benny the Bull. Phenomenal name, Benny. Didn't really like being called it because it meant I was small and little growing up, but I'll take Benny the Bull. One reason. Second reason, Lonzo in the backcourt. You forgot DeMar DeRozan. Who do we have? USC and UCLA. Who else is potentially out there as a nice chip? Markinen from U of A. Then you got Nicola and Levine rounding out the starting five from uh, Levine's UCLA, Nicola's USC. Thank you. An all Pac 12 starting five. Let's go. The Bulls. We are covering them next year. I'm their biggest fan. I'm jumping on the bad wagon all, already. You heard it first. If I had a Bulls cap, equally as impressive as this Kings hat, I would put it on. We will get you a Bulls hat, and we will cover the Bulls. I love that. Pack 12 all day. Give me a hot dog with a pickle on it and a deep dish pizza, because I am going to be in Chicago at some point. The Bulls just went from the outside looking in and fringe 7-8 seed to probably, I don't know if Philadelphia – Definitely won't be a one seed. This is beyond a take here at this point. But the Bulls, I think, fit into a four or five seed next year. Ooh, hot take, bull prediction. Go Bulls. I love it. I'm going to give you one more set of numbers. 32 and 6. Do you want to guess on that? Or do you want me to extrapolate those numbers for you? 32. Um, the number of picks with in the NBA draft that NBA teams actually care about. And six, the number of players that you believe could actually be rookie of year next year. You were close with the picks part. So 32 picks, that's how many OKC has over the next six years. I want to talk a little bit about small market success. They say the small markets can't make it. They can't win. They can't do anything. Oklahoma City has figured it out. So they entered the draft with 36 picks over seven years. That's 18 first round, 18 second. They drafted six players, traded two to the Knicks, and one to the Rockets. From the Rockets, they acquired two first round picks. From the Jazz, they acquired Derek Favors and another first round pick, but they got rid of a second pick, which, according to our interns' math, comes to 32 picks over six years. It's 18 first. Eight or 14 seconds, excuse me, 18 first, 14 second for 32. If you were watching the draft, I'm like, how are they going to fit all these players on the team? Then they start wheeling and dealing. And you know what I love about it? They're like the broker. We don't have, you know, certain teams don't have draft picks. They raise their hand. Who do you want? All right, I'll draft them. Give me another pick. Buy this contract. You don't have a pick. And they're just wheeling and dealing. And I love it. So as much as I like Sam Presti as a general manager, the guy's a genius. He came out of San Antonio, was in Seattle for a small amount of time. This tells me one of two things. One, 
you're loading up like the Oakland A's would do in baseball. Get someone on a rookie contract. After they become good, get rid of them. Like, that's yeah. the window to win. So load up on as many good draft picks as you can. Go out go with the best crop. Determine what year. Target a few players that you believe can make a difference. Come in and play right way. And see what you can do. Or you know what happens when a team's for sale. Get rid of any big contracts on the books. We don't want to pay anyone. We don't have to. So Oklahoma City may become Las Vegas, Nevada, Thunder, Aces, Dices, Hibs, Hardways, whatever you want to call them. But I can see that one of two things. Either Presley's a genius and he's playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. He understands that uh, who's the knucklehead that bought the team from Howard Schultz? Uh, Paul Allen? Big, no, the guy in Oklahoma City. Some guy bought him. He's decided he's no longer he's no longer a fan of basketball. He wants to go buy a soccer team. He might sell him. Or three, he says, Sam, you got five more years to make a winning team. I'm not going to spend more than X. Go see what you can do. That's my take on Oklahoma City. I freaking hate the team in general. They took my Sonics. They would have won the championship if they were still Sonics when they had Westbrook, Harden, Durant. Done. We cannot, we, no more talk of Oklahoma City. I'm glad we one, got that out. One last thing. I do want to rave about your call. They are like the Oakland A's because they keep trading. They keep getting the young players. They'll make it to the playoffs. Then they might take a year off and they'll make it back. Oklahoma City will be back, but we won't talk about them anymore. Okay. Let me give you my take on this whole CP3 thing. So although the finals wasn't his finest showing, I will say that he looked good in those last two games, right? I think everyone gave him as much grief as you could possibly get um, from a, you know, 12-time All-Star Whittier's future Hall of Famer. But the guy that's a mystery right now, to me, is Kawhi. He's always been a mystery. Like, the guy doesn't have social media. He's not going to go like someone's tweet that indicates he's going anywhere. But what's interesting to me is Kawhi might have some kind of Brady in him where he goes to Eclipse, he goes to Balmer. He says, listen, Balmer, we got to play within this, this game. Restructure my contract. Give me a big, quote-unquote, signing bonus. Retire some of that con that money off my contract. Go find me a point guard. Reggie Jackson, Reggie Bullock, and Reggie whoever else they're going to go potentially bring on the team. Patrick Beverly, like his, he's played out. I, I bet you Kawhi's just tired of seeing Patrick Beverly pick fights. Now, there's not much left out there in the way of point guards, but I could see Kawhi going out and attracting and saying, like, hey, let's go find. I'm surprised they didn't hit on Lowry. I'm sure that's who Kawhi would have liked, reunited from the Raptors. But there's last look. I don't know what happened today. Um, Kawhi's a mystery to me. I don't know your take. You're closer to L.A. You're in L.A. What have you heard? So I want to go through the teams, talk about it, and then give them a grade. So since you brought up the Suns and Clippers, you want to start with the Suns and go to the Clippers? Absolutely. All right. Well, so I agree with you on the CP3 deal. I think he had to opt out, and he opt out and got paid. A lot of people thought he was only going to get three years, but he got four years, one more than Lowry. And the Suns' motto, run it back. They got Booker locked up. They actually signed Cameron Payne. I think he got $19 million. They signed CP3, and they got JaVale McGee. And JaVale McGee is big because when Aiden went out, they really didn't have a big man on their second unit. JaVale McGee can run the court. He can get dunks. He can play a little D. So I'm giving the Suns a B in terms of their offseason 
great. Okay. Javel McGee, an Olympian. If you go ask him, should he be in the Olympics, he'd probably flat out tell you no. But that guy's living his best life. He's won a couple NBA championships. You're right. I think he's serviceable behind Aton. Give him a little breather. I think Aton wore down effectively throughout the, that playoff. So any breather you can get, especially as we go into this compact season that's, you know, right around the corner effectively after 82 games. I like the Javel McGee signing. Here's my thing. They went and got Shemet too. Oh, that's right. Uh, so Shemet, if you look at his statistics, out of Wichita State, has shot 40% from three over or over 40% in two seasons in the NBA. I think what we saw a lot of in the NBA finals was people just bellying up to Booker. Like, listen, this is the only one person that's in a lot of the shots he hit, Booker hit, he's a phenom. But to free up someone where the entire offense is attracted to guys like Aton when they get in the post. Shaman's going to be a key piece. I like that signing. Let's see if I got any other takes here. That's it. That's all I got with the Shamet signing or What's the deal. Grade? I'll give, I'll give them a B. I'll give them an eight. I'm going to go percentile. I'm going to give them okay. an 80, 84%. So 84%. just middle of the road, middle of the road B. I'm with you on that. Nothing spectacular, but you know, Bring back the, the people that got you to the dance. So if we go to the Clippers, the Kawhi situation, he had to opt out because he had to restructure to get a max deal based on his value and based on the current market. What concerns me is, is Kawhi always waits until the very last minute to sign, whereas a lot of free agents don't want to commit to come to play the Clippers because they don't know if Kawhi is going to be there. And if Kawhi's not there, then the Clippers just waited and they didn't make any moves. So I don't really know what this means for the Clippers. We have to wait and see how this all plays out. What I do know is I really did like their draft. They got Kenyon Johnson uh, in a trade from New York with Quentin Grimes. If you look at Kenyon Johnson, he's actually a mini Kawhi. He calls himself a mini Kawhi. He plays a lot of D. He's long. He's a wing. We'll see if he can develop. They also got Jason Preston, great curly hair. If you watched in the NCAA tournament from Ohio, he's a point guard. He can pass. Um, I think he's a little bit limited offensively. Um, but then they got BJ Boston from Sierra Canyon. So you got Zaire Williams from Sierra Canyon, BJ Boston from Sierra Canyon. And coming into last year, he was supposed to be like a top 10 pick. The Clippers got him in the second round. He had an up-and-down freshman year. I really like the youth, but because we don't know what will happen with Kawhi, I'm giving the Clippers an incomplete grade. I was just going to say the old INC. So the thing that, that people forget about is quietly the Clippers got to the NBA or the conference finals in the West. And that was predominantly by PG3 who turned it around in the finals, finally. Got rid of that PG clank or whatever you called him um, because of his – putrid shooting and previously. So I think they're a decent big and a solid point point guard away from potentially getting the finals. I think Kawhi is going to be consistent. He's going to, he, he invented load management, right? So he's just looking for pieces to come around him and actually play while he can sit on the bench and wait for the playoffs. Ballmer could probably pay for a championship just so he could stick his tongue out at Cuban is what he's going for. He was going nuts with his mask on there in the Western Conference finals. So there wasn't a ton of free agents. You talked about all the point guards that they missed on. 
I think they personally missed on a guy like Andre Drummond, who could have stuck around, just provided you some beef down low, you know, rebound, putbacks, just, you know, someone besides Zubak, I think is who they had, who was a little soft. Someone down there to just take up space, like eat up space. If anything, just stick it to the Lakers because it didn't work out the way that he wanted to. Exactly. So, you know, you have PG, you know, Paul George throwing up clanks. Who cares if Andre Drummond's collecting the rebounds? That's my opinion on someone who they missed on. Now, another thing that you could see, Bruin, back to your comment around the Lakers. So the Lakers. Are we going to Lakers next? No, 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 no. This is we we'll go to Lakers next. But this could play a part. So we all know what's happening with Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder's been dangled out there. There's no way the Lakers can bring him out back with staying anywhere under the sour cap, staying under like 200 mil. Yeah. So what I could see happening is Dennis Schroeder somehow makes his way to the Clippers. Ooh. I think it's an upgrade all, over all the Reggies and Patrick Beverly. And that guy gets you another score that can, you know, while PG3 is, or, or Paul George is resting, while, you know, load management's happening for Kawhi, you can run your offense through, through, through Schroeder. He's a good defensive player. He fits that mold. He's just an upgrade over every other point guard he's had during that time. I like it. I would actually bring him off the bench from the Clippers because that's when they struggle the most is when either Kawhi or Paul George are out. They only have one playmaker. They have another playmaker. And Kawhi's going to be out to the start of next year. So they do need another playmaker to come in and start, but maybe move to the bench once Kawhi's back. Last thing on the Clips. I think – Kawhi whispered in Nicholas Batum's ear and said, I'm coming back. Just let me go try to attract some more people signed so that we get the ball rolling. I think it's effectively what happened. Batum shunned a lot of other teams, maybe more money. Maybe he just likes LA. He likes Hermosa. Who knows? But we'll see. We'll All right, see. let's go Lake Show. Hold on. Can I lead here? Yeah, go ahead. No, do you want my grade from, from the cliff? Then complete. You gave it. Okay. All right. Now, give, you lead with the Lakers. Lakers. Wow. Wow. I, mean, I don't think we have enough time to go through the transactions. I tried to, like, memorize them all, but I couldn't. They got eight new players. Starting out on draft day, they traded the number 22 pick, Kuzma, KCP, and Montreal Harrell, to the Wizard for Russell Westbrook. Wow. Big Russ. And then they went out and they signed seven players which I'm going to have to read all of them. Trevor Reza, Dwight Howard, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, and Kendrick Nunn. And then Talon Horton Tucker, their talented guard, who's going to go into year three. They signed him a 30-year deal. Excuse me, $30 million over three years. And they still have Dennis Schroeder on their books. So the they book. still might make another trade. Who knows? But they did a lot. I'm going to give you some numbers, 37, 38, 42, 34, 36, 37, 22, and 24. I'm going to give you another one, 112. That's Dwight Howard's age. <laughs> They're old. That was, I have three concerns with the Lakers. One of them is age, and you hit it right on this. Okay, so let me let me put this in perspective. We, th- when free agency happens, this all figuratively comes down to money. 
right? We can't, what can you do with the money you've been allotted within the salary cap to where your owner's not paying out of pocket, right? So what did the Lakers do? They dumped $130 million into three freaking players. Now, some will say, well, they won a championship with just AD and LeBron. Yeah, that was in 62 games in a bubble where they could go sleep. There was no travel. It was the perfect formula for having two of the top five players in the NBA lead you to a championship. This is different. This is 82 games over a year. You can't go out and buy a team that's collectively work together and get you through four playoff series and win a championship. That's my opinion. And no offense, but you and I both know, okay, when, when you get old, jumping on a plane and having a beer in the combo gives you a headache in the morning and you probably can't even make it up the steps to work, let alone play a game. So that's, I agree with you with the issues that they're going to have. So here's an interesting stat for you. Who was the point guard for the Lakers when they won that championship? Well, I'll... What, okay, let's go there. Rondo, playoff Rondo. He played phenomenally for the Lakers during Did your that mom period. Mom, you in this info because she loves Rondo. She does love Rondo. She, I, I actually did text her and I asked her this question, and she actually was pretty damn close. So Rondo's career three point shooting percentage. Any idea? Um, let's go thirty three percent. Thirty two, close. Russell Westbrook. Any idea what his career should three-point shooting percentage is? You and I must be on the same page because I looked it up. It's like low 30s. It's like 30 and a half or 31. 30%. My mom also texted me and said she could make more three-pointers uncovered than those two guys. So what are the what do the Lakers really get? Here's what they get. They get a guy with high energy coming back home, wants to win a championship, hungry to overcome this stigma of he's just a stats guy. But here's – like you think about this. I don't think they're going to bring him off the bench. I don't think he could would fit that. But what they do will probably stagger him to where he can pick up, be the score for the first four minutes of the second wave or second team, lead that offense, and spell LeBron and you know AD in games that don't really matter or against lower level opponents. I don't. I don't think he's really much of an upgrade over Rondo in and around his shooting. That's apparent. But I mean, I don't think the formula works here. Um, my off-season grade for the Lakers: C minus. D minus. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. Sixty-eight percent. D plus. D plus. Wow. You, you. So, I get it. If you're LeBron, you're like, all right. Now I've already written my, like, my legacy is well known. But how can he's like got this altruistic kind of view of himself now? How can I help others become great? Westbrook probably raised his hand. like, I'd like to win a championship. He's like, all right, come on. And then he went and got all his friends that he probably knows from a banana boat to sign on with him. And there you go. There's the team, the over 30 team. Like, that's how it's going to be. I don't, I just don't see it happening for the Lakers, especially within the Western Conference. You go form that team in the Eastern Conference, you probably written into the NBA Finals. It's like we're reading off the same notes or the intern texted me and you simultaneously the same info. Because my number two concern is spacing. All right, you've got to space out the court for Westbrook, AD, and LeBron to operate operate because they like to operate close to the basket, driving the hoop, easy buckets. 
Orton Tucker, career three-point shooting, 28%. Russ, 31. So if you're going to start Russ at one, you're going to start him at two, and then LeBron at three, AD at four, and Gasol at five. LeBron is a career 34% three-point shooter. Last year, AD shot 26% from three. He's 31 overall. I don't think there's enough spacing to make this work. And my last concern is defense, defense, defense. You go back to when they won it, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, AD, even LeBron. Like, interior defense, block shots, they're locking people up. But what people forget, well, there's also perimeter defense. And Rondo, Alice Caruso, and KCP played great defense. None of those people around. Bring in Westbrook. Bring in Wayne Ellington, Mello. I mean, you do have Bazemore and Ariza, but those guys are more for wings. I think they're going to have a trouble with Dame, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Luca, Jeff Curry. So I'm concerned about spacing, age, three-point shooting, defense. You could go down the list. So I will give them – I'm going to give them two grades. I will no. give them an A for the creativity of turning the roster around, but I'm going to give them a B- minus because I don't think these parts can mesh well. And I think they'll make it to the second round, then they'll be. Ooh, okay. Let's go to my Kings. Okay. I say my Kings only because I got this hat while at a Kings game because I was forced to go to Sacramento for work. Not by choice. David Sawyer, it's connected. But that will be a story a little bit later in this, this Kings evaluation. So why don't you give us who they drafted, who they traded, who they picked up in free agency, and we'll get into the Sacramento Kings. The Kings needed two things. They needed defense and wings. With the draft pick, they got one thing right. They got Davian Mitchell from Baylor, Defensive Player of the Year, a.k.a. off night. Great defender. He's going to add a lot. The problem is they have now six guards in the rotation with Fox, Burton, uh, Mitchell, Buddy Heald. If they don't trade him, he's going to be there as well. And they've got two other guys that I don't even know their names. They have way too many guards. They did go out and they traded for Tristan Thompson. They got Alex Lynn. They got Harrison Barnes still there. I don't think they did enough. I'm going to give them a C because I think, again, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to even make the play-in game. They've got to do something completely different to get K-Win and Big Ben up to sack and to the Golden One Arena. So I have nothing to say around Sacramento. So I, I, I'm going to digress a little bit and just tell a story. Is is Tristan Thompson still dating a Kardashian? Uh, I think it's on again, off again. I don't know what the uh, is. So I could see Chloe showing up. In, and for our listeners, if you haven't been to Sacramento, the Golden One Center, the Golden Don't One ever Friday, go. No, let me tell the story. <laughs> I could have just said that, but I feel like I need to make an impression on why you don't necessarily want to go to Sacramento. Now, it's a great place. Don't get me wrong. They got You can hunt ducks, northerly winds. That's cool. They got a new soccer team. That's interesting. State Capitals there. You might run into Gavin Newsom. He's pretty cool, I guess. Um, but the Golden One Center, nice arena, and it's in this little bubble. 
and connected, nearly connected to the Golden One Center is the new Sawyer Hotel. Now, if you're a Marriott person, stay there. And here's what I could see happening. And here's why. Most of the players, they actually have a player's quarter or player's residences, as it says, when you walk in a Sawyer. The nice, just over, I ran into Luke Walton coming in and out of there a few times, probably getting chastised by the owner. But I could see an episode of the Keeping Up with the Kardashians ha happening something like this. Chloe flies into Sacramento. She doesn't look outside. She's texting the entire time, pulls up to the Sawyer. Wow, this is nice. It's got a bowling alley, arcade, decent restaurant. Hey, I'm having fun. Hey, Tristan, let's go out in the town. The response from Tristan, babe, there's nothing out there for us. <laughs> there's a Starbucks on the corner. That's all you need to see. Sacramento is not the most friendly place. I will say the team is wallowing. We need to bring back Peja. May he rest in peace. C-Web, Mike Bibby. That's the only way this team's going to sniff the playoffs anymore. Quick story. I did run into at Peja the Sawyer. passed away? I believe. I'm sorry. There's. If he didn't, I, I apologize. I'll edit that out. You can tell me. Quick story. So I'm in that arcade. I, I did the same thing that Khloe Kardashian would did. I didn't leave this where I collectively just ran around there, had dinner, happy hour, so forth. I'm playing Donkey Kong. I run into the guy that is the certified king of Donkey Kong, complete with cards. I watched him in 20, 20 minutes rip off and beat the game. Most phenomenal, unathletic experience I've ever seen. From an individual he gave me his card he said if i ever wanted lessons next time in town to call him that was the highlight of my trips to sacramento peja is still alive his birthday was in june so peja apologize apologize um but the reason why we're talking about donkey kong and bowling is because the kings are not going to be good next year and if anything if you consider going to a game or watching a game you should just turn on this great new show called myth Mystic Quest. We started watching it. It's about gaming. It's unbelievable. So choose the show over the king. Let's move on from Sack. Hey, we've made a trade. Woj just tweeted WST traded the Kings for the Bulls. Done. Wow. Let's go. And some 88 Acres bars. We sent them over to, to Chicago with the Kings. The Bulls are being shipped to Sacramento as we speak. I love it. All right. Now, two teams we'll left. Two teams left. We Rochambeau for to see who gets the lead. Uh, yeah. Or Actually, let's let let's let's end, let's end with a bang. So let's go to Portland. You and I both love Portland. The Moda Center, outside, great brewery scene. I mean, I I love Portland. I love the Blazers. It's a one you know city with what's it's a lot like Sacramento, but a lot more fun and people actually care about the team. Um, you got the Blazers now. Here's the thing about free agency and the thing the Blazers have going against them. Whenever you get a new GM and a new coach in the offseason, you have one, very little credibility and trust amongst the players because they probably don't know them. Two, coach, do you want to go play for him? I don't know. I've never seen him coach before in the style. NBA. I don't know his style. I don't know if it's going to mesh. Am I going to like Portland? Now, he's going to be there, hopefully, for the rest of his career or wants to be. But with that said, the reason they haven't made a big splash is because you went out, and in my opinion, you should have let Stott stick around for one more year. 
And I, I say that because CJ was hurt predominantly throughout the regular season, right before he's going to become an all-star. You can see he's playing his way back into playoff shape or shape in the playoffs. And frankly, you set yourself back by firing Stotts because of the reasons I just mentioned. Hot take on the Blazers. I apologize. Um, GL Blazers, go read it. It's an okay book, even though the guy that wrote it shunned us from coming on the show. Well, Dame might not be there for very long. If you rewind to when they lost to the Nuggets, the Nuggets had Will Barton come back, I think, for one game. They had no Jamal Murray, and they had a lot of injuries. They didn't have Gary Harris. And Dame said, we've got to make changes. We've got to get better. So what did Portland do to get better? They had no draft picks. So they received Greg Brown from New Orleans, from Texas. He's a good big man. And then they went out. They signed Norman Powell. They brought him back. Cody Zeller, Tony Snell, Ben McLemore. Boring. Acquisitions. I'm giving them a D. The only reason I'm not giving them an F is because I love Voodoo Donuts and I love the town of Portland. But if they don't do something major in terms of a trade or a signing, or wheel and deal, Dame's out of there. Listen, here is my take right now. Dame will be a New York Nick by the time free agency ends. Somehow, some way. And I could see the Blazers resetting similar to when you have no draft picks, you really don't have any hope, right? You don't have any leverage. You don't have any assets. So either you send, and Dame's not going to the Thunder. So maybe it's a three-team trade. You go to a team that, that has the whole Thunder point. You got it. They're the broker. You got they are the to broker. move players around. You need draft picks. You call up our boy Presti. He'll move the draft picks. He's the broker. Listen, if you're if you're Portland, you if you hang on to Dame and you don't win this year, he he gone. He's gonna he's gonna find a way. He's gonna and the last thing you want is a guy like Dame who's been around that organization on the way out trashing the organization. So you better leave him happy. And if he's happier leaving rather than putting a black eye on your organization and, you know, touring free agents in the future and all your chips are on CJ McCollum, that's a really tough situation. And the city of Portland loves Dane. And he's a decent rapper. So I think that's, if Dane's well, gone, CJ's gone, blow it up, start over again. Okay. I, I agree. It's I'll get down to the Moda Center. I hope it's not Dame's last hurrah, but my take is I might not see Dame next year if I walk into the Motor Center unless they're playing the Knicks. Move on to the Warriors. That, that wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you got to quit switching hats. I just Homer Simpson. I came out with my hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. In the race. Warriors. Come out to play. One of the greatest movies of all time. Greatest movies of all time. So the Warriors, everyone was talking about, are they going to draft and stay young? Are they going to trade the picks with Wiggins and Wiseman and potentially get Beal or even Ben Simmons? They stayed young. Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. I compare the Warriors situation to, if you think back to the Spurs, they had the big three. They had Duncan, Ginobili, and Parker getting older. So what did they do? They drafted Kawhi Leonard in 2011. 
They went back to the finals in 2013. They lost to the Heat. But in 2014, Kawhi was fully developed, and he won it all. So the Warriors went the route of hopefully finding their next Kawhi Leonard. They couldn't hold on to Ken Bazemore. They still have Kelly Oubre, who they might trade. They did bring in Otto Porter. So I'm going to give the Warriors on the cheap. On they the got Otto Porter for the, how much they could have got me. That's saying something. And that's also horrible for Otto's agent. Whoever that guy is needs to be fired. I'm going to give the Warriors a B minus. I was hoping they would do more. They still could do something with Kelly Oubre. But the biggest acquisition could be Klay Thompson coming back, pairing him with Steph Curry, and hopefully getting more development out of Wiseman. Gosh, with Aaron Baines playing for Australia and slipping in the bathroom and knocking his dome, kicked my only my only uh, WSU Coug in the Olympics that I know of out from play as Australia plays. But here's where I'm going with this: seeing Clay back hitting threes upon threes is going to be a sigh of relief for not only Warriors fans but myself. Steph Curry. Two, so here's here's the funny part, and I want to put this past you. He's the only player in NBA history to get two contracts worth over $200 million. That's insane. But does that give you the impression that maybe, possibly, like a free agent looks at that and is like, Pam, you don't you don't have any money left for me. Secondarily, I think LeBron's a better recruiter than Steph. Like, he's got to pick up his game because all those players that we mentioned going to the Lake Show would have been decent fits to round out the Warriors, give them some depth, give them some, you know, you got young guys coming in, but it doesn't hurt to have veterans coming on the bench. Trevor Ariza is going to be 40 and, you know, start getting his AARP card here soon. But still, the guy could help the team. Um, I just... I don't think I think Steph lives in this bubble, unfortunately. He doesn't see the big picture where a guy like LeBron who's been around long enough to play the game says, Hey, you know, if one action happens, you know, I'll go make the other things happen. Don't worry about that. So he's he's working with ownership where I think Steph is just like, Give me the money, we're gonna be okay when we get clay back, and I don't know if that's enough. Uh do you want my grade? Yeah, give your grade and then I'll I'll rebuttal that. Um, Wishy, splashy, Kaminga's cool, Moses Modi out of Arkansas. Oh, you know what? I would have given him a C plus, but I'll give him a B minus just because they picked up Otto Carter, who I think is pretty good. Um, for nothing, next to nothing, B minus. B minus. So my my take: Lakers and the Warriors are in the same situation. They've got three players that are either max or close to max. And there's very little flexibility elsewhere. I think LeBron is a great recruiter. I think what the Lakers have going for them is is they have AD and they have LeBron and it's Los Angeles. Where the Warriors, you don't know if Clay's going to come back 100%. And so, like, if I'm a free agent, as much as I love the Warriors, I would probably pick the Lakers over the Warriors, too. Because... If Clay is not healthy, you saw the Warriors last year where they didn't even make the playoffs. And so I think it's just the function of the Lakers having two healthy superstars. 
excuse me, three healthy healthy superstars, where the Warriors have two. Yeah. And Clay TBD. Hopefully he comes back, he kills it, but uh, we'll see what happens when he comes off the Achilles. Yeah, it all comes down to money. I think, you know, why, why do you need $400 million? Come on, Steph. Like, would you rather win or have a few more bucks? That's my, that's my opinion. Um, you know, get paid as much as you want. That's the goal in life. But really what it comes down to is I think you sacrifice some opportunity to bring in players that could have helped them versus taking a couple more mil. That's, that's my opinion. But you've always said it, like there's a, a players association angle to this as well. Like Steph is the best point guard. And if he sets the bar at 43 million of the year, that allows Trey Young to get 40, Conley to get 30, and Lonzo to get, you know, if he takes a pay cut, he shrinks the market for everyone else. That's true. That's true. But Mahomes still got his when Brady was taking pay cuts. So, all right, let's uh, let's talk about notable free agent signings from the West Coast, the best coast, the only coast we care about. We talked about Lonzo Ball making his chips, DeMar DeRozan also going to the Bulls. You want to talk about your St. Mary's friend? Patty Mills, St. Mary's going to Brooklyn to come off that bench. We already talked about Spencer Denwoody. I want to talk about Jared Allen, $100 million, five years. You might say, why are you talking about Jared Allen? Because he was born in San Diego. And you know who else was born in San Diego? Evan Mobley. They will have the Twin Towers in Cleveland. Look out for Cleveland. Last hey. but not least, it wouldn't be a mention if we didn't talk about our Zags. We got two Zags moving on. Zach Collins signing with the Spurs and Kelly Olenek signing with the Pistons. Zach Collins. Is Zach officially a bust? Like, he is the worst-dressed bench player in the league. By far. He needs a stylist. I thought you liked his outfits. No, they're horrendous. He needs a stylist to keep him away from the clearance rack. There's a designer clearance rack at Nordstrom. Like, that's first and foremost. With When he goes to San Antonio, may not even have a Nordstrom. Good on them. Like, put some cowboy boots on him or whatever you need to do. But just keep his clown suits off the bench. Zach, get some help. And then Kelly Olenek, OG man bun. Let's wrap this thing up. All right. At WST underscore podcast, Instagram and Twitter. You can find us everywhere you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, iHeart. But you should tune into nofilter.net. That's where you can see us live. That's where you can check us out. That's where you can hear more about 88 Acres. Hey, and Steve, keep coming around. I have to cook dinner or else we'll let you in and banter a little more. But uh, Hungry Wife supersedes the podcast. Nofilter.net. This is where we're on. This is where we're streaming. If you want to see us live, go to nofilter.net. Roll to us as hosts. You can see the upcoming shows. We'll have more of an NFL cadence here coming up as we get closer to the NFL season. We're probably going to put a wrap on the NBA as we covered free agency today. And then a little NCA football. We might get Brick's picks back on. Big old Brick. Hey, and before you uh, sit down to dinner, why don't you have an 88 Acres bar? Blueberry lemon? You got ginger? They got it all. 88 Acres. And Steven. Banana bread. We'll get you on next week. Big Ben's got to eat. He gets a little cranky when his blood sugar gets low. But you knock next week, we'll get you on. Boom. Boom. Boom.